All right, welcome back. Round two, Sprint the Bay podcast. Episode two, 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 two. Episode two. Who would have thought, eh? Had a few listens to the first one, so we thought we might as well roll out another one. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously all family. Um, family? I think it was just me and you, mate. Yeah, well, oh. we made Matt Ogden listen to some of it, so. Well, Matt, reckon, Matt reckoned he got 10 minutes in and then couldn't focus on his work, so. Yeah. It must have been that good. That exciting. Well, oh, focusing on work's been a, a bit of a issue the last week or so with, with Australian champs and the live feed that they had there there's been lots to watch but um, I'm sure we'll get into it a bit later in the podcast what's what's in store for us this week Dev? Definitely well, well we'll talk a little bit about the exciting announcement that uh, you'll be hearing in this podcast uh, followed by some Sprint the Bay tales our regular segment that we're going to bring through uh, which is kind of related to that announcement I think a little bit uh, followed by a bit of a recap of, as Duncan said, of the Oceania Championships held on the weekend just been. Uh, well, and then, the past sort of 10 days, really. Well, I guess, yeah. yeah. The Australian Carnival this time of year. Mm-hmm. Always a good week or so of orienteering, and if you don't go, it's always good to be jealous of. So. Yeah, definitely. A lot of time spent staring at the screen, watching the GPS tracking and the live coverage that they've had um, over there. It's been pretty exciting. And yeah. I guess we'll round out this podcast with some preview of the world cup in china and only three weeks to go it's yeah. very coming up very quickly china and, and a pretty strong looking team going over from new zealand um you'd I hope so say that obviously devon's not because he's one of the team members um but a, a pretty exciting thing you know the world cup in, in china um it's been building for a couple of years now and mm. some pretty interesting terrain and pretty exciting stuff i mean they had a, a walk in japan a wee while back but, you know 2005 i believe yeah, it should be it should be a pretty um, a, a spectacle mm. for sure. Well, I think they've had all these um, parkour tour races there, and it's been all amping up, and this is sort of the crescendo of it all. Yep. So. So that's we'll what we get a, a brief preview on that as well. Yeah. So that's what we have in store today. He's only got 10 seconds to get to the finish if he wants to win the stage. He's going to hold on to yellow. All right, so we mentioned in the intro of this podcast that we have an exciting announcement today. Uh, It's going to be live the day that this podcast is published. We'll be going live with the entries for Sprint the Bay 2020. Yeah, so we're open to have an event. You need need competitors and you need entrants, and and we're good to go. So um, the entries will be open. you'll be able to get in there and and get your name down early as possible. Um, now, a good thing to remember is there is an early bird discount up until the 31st of October, so that's Halloween. Yes. Um, Cheeky so little discount there for you to get in early. 10%, 10% off your injury fee, and, and that adds up if you've got a whole family going, so mm-hmm. make sure you get that entry in. Um, remember, you're getting six races. Over three days. But one hell of a good time. Oh, it's going to be amazing. No, we're pretty excited to have the entries open. Um, probably slightly unconventional entering an event without knowing where you're going to be running. I mean, all you know is it's in the Hawks Bay at this stage. Um, we're working on a few things and making sure we can have the, the best terrain offered to you that we can get on. So wow. um, we we have the, the terrain all lined up and we'll be slowly feeding that out to you. Leaking, so, yeah, perhaps. So keep it keep an eye on the podcasts mm. on the socials for that information but yeah key takeaway here is entries, entries are open yeah i guess we don't really do things conventionally at sprint the bay we try and uh, change it up a little bit um and that's definitely what we have in store for 2020 it's going to be an amazing event come back after five year hiatus so make sure to get those entries in head to sprint the probably now and you can come back to this podcast at any time yeah just just well you probably don't even have to have to hit pause you know just listen to this while you're doing exactly. it yeah so sprintthebay.com forward slash entry if you want to be that efficient um mm. and just a bit of a recap there before you get there junior boys junior girls that's 14 and under that's one grade senior boys slash senior girls 18 and under the next grade and then we've got the open elite grade which we recommend junior elites and everyone to run as well with, mm-hmm. you know the singlets within which we touched on last time even some of those has been elite so yeah the likes sure. of uh oh, maybe we won't mention any names out of uh yeah i mean that's not very fair to brent mm-hmm. i don't think so yeah that's true um and then we've got 
men's and women, men's and women's forty and over, men's and women's fifty and over, and men's and women's sixty and over. So always competitive grades those um those veteran classes as well. Yeah, often big fields. So and quite good battles to follow through mm, the weekend. You know, your likes sure. of your Hugh Footlong Fords and and all of that. Um, if he if he doesn't miss punch, he, he really enjoys his time at Sprint the Bay. So very anyway, exciting. So entries are open. Remember that. Get on there. Um, and and then also there's an entrance list there, so you can perv it. Who else we've we've had enter? Um, and speaking speaking of that, that actually a perfect wee segue into into the Sprint the Bay Tales, where we're going to look at um, this time instead of a particular tale, we're going to look at some pretty special people in the past. Pretty, pretty amazing athletes that mm. have um, entered Sprint the Bay. Um, and, it's and been a run. few of them. Yeah, and I, I'm going to start with the, the one that's actually the photo in the background of the entrance page, and that's uh, Martin Hoodman. Martin. I believe that's 2013 he was there, but he's been to multiple Sprint the Bay. Well, no, Martin. he was at the very first Sprint mm. the Bay um, in 2010. Uh, we... Oh, I don't know how it happened. I think we had a message that, oh, this guy, Martin Hoodman, he wanted to come out to New Zealand for the summer and wanted somewhere to stay. So he stayed sort of between our house and, and um, my uncle's place for, you know, about a month or two. Completely shocked us with his training habits and, and Ross and I tried to keep up as best we could. And, and he was there for Sprint the Bay, the, the, the debut year, and having a, a big name like him line up was... You know, it, was, it was it was pretty special at the time. Um, he didn't uh, manage to take the yellow single away from Darren Ashmore, though. No, Darren, Darren took it out. I mean, Martin did have a miss punch, which oh, that that'll do it. It's a lesson for everyone, and and yeah. from the first sprint of the bay, you know, you miss punch, mm. and and I mean, it's, it's like it's probably actually good training for a knockout sprint because you know you've got your your qualification. Your quarter, your semi, your final. Your multiple you races in one day. Miss punch there, you're gone. Yeah. You know, it's that pressure. You got to make sure that you are running at your peak. You know, you shaving as much time off as possible because it's a sprint. But you mm. also got to be in control. So, yeah, yeah, we had we had Martin there in 2010, and then he ran again. 2013. 2013. The big um, World Cup year. The World Cup year where we had yeah, I mean the big field. Yeah, I mean we can go through a massive list of guys there. I mean. Mm. Martin now, I mean he's he was sort of the poster boy for Sprint the Bay for a while, so it's good to focus on him a bit there and be our first guy we talk about. Is now currently ranked ninth in the world for sprinter and Yeah, well, I mean he took that silver medal back in uh, 2015 at Wok in Scotland, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yep. probably as a result of running two Sprint the Bays. Yeah, wow, for sure. You know? and and another person in that that first year of Sprint the Bay, the 2010, uh, one of the I, greatest sprint orienteers. Well, sprint woman oriented. Yeah, for sure. Um, it just seems kind of bizarre. We managed to have both these guys the first year, and mm. sort of kind of out of luck. And that's um, our, our women's champ that year. First ever woman's yellow singlet. Maya Alm. Mm. Yeah. So, so Maya Alm. She she her world ranking um, is fourth at the moment for sprint orienteering even though I don't think she's competed in a since what last year probably. Yeah. yeah so I mean, that's when she took her third consecutive. Yeah, so looking at her, she's had seven gold medals at a um, World Orienteering Champs. So a sprint, few. Uh, so one, two, three individual sprints. Four, sorry, four individual sprints, a mixed sprint relay, a relay, and oh, two mixed sprint relays in there. So yeah, that's pretty impressive. Um, Palmares so right there. Yeah, so Maya, one of the another blast from the past, and, and maybe one day she might come back to Sprint the Bay. Well, maybe when she's won her Olympic gold medal over in Tokyo, she might. Yeah, well, I, I know that we, she probably won't be there this year, as Devin's sort of touched on there. She's now um, full on track runner, aiming for Tokyo Olympics. She runs the Danish runs a little bit faster than me and you, doesn't she? Yep, she's a, a very quick runner. So mm. all the best to her. Maybe we can get her on sometime on the potty. She can tell us all about. She can tell it, teach us how to run a sub fifteen five k. Yeah, well, well, I just, yeah, I'd be happy with being able to win a, a walk sprint medal as well. That'd be yeah. quite cool. So, um, maybe, maybe that's something we can work on. Myra, if you're listening, you know, reach I'd out. Love to have you on. Have your people talk to our people. Um, and that year, you know, it was it was good to have that sort of strong start. But we we always somehow happen to have you know one or two a big big dog or turn up or. Tim Robertson would, you know, announce himself on the NZ Elite scene, and and it was, you know, it was, 
Well, I mean, I guess you had um, Ross running a few years as well. But when he was not organising, he would run a few stages. and Yeah, the ones that he hadn't set, um, he'd, he'd run. Um, but Probably. I don't know if we can call call him a famous runner. I mean, I, I'd just like to get on to the 2012, the year before the big year. We actually had quite a strong Australian contingent mm. come out. Um, Rachel Effany actually won the women's um great she's now i think does quite a bit of cycling as well that's cool. um so but yeah no rachel was was very strong that year held off angela simpson who was charging hard um well angela herself she podiumed jaywalk jail sprint, sprint. So, there you go yeah there's there's been some big names also that year we had the toby scott won the men's but we had Matt Pardon on the podium, another Australian. So it's been an event that's been pretty strongly supported by the Australians. Yeah, I think maybe one of my most memorable Sprint the Bay moments was in 2011, where another Australian by the name of Ollie Poland was going for the uh, polka dot singlet. Yeah. And in the last stage, he had a little bit of a, a hill climb off with Greg Flynn. Yeah, that's right. He still hasn't paid for his entry that year. Oh. Um, we'll, we'll get that off in one day. But I heard he's yeah, doing a bit of DJing now. We had, a, we had a two, I think it was twice, like we had a sprint off and it was a dead heat. So we had to put him head to head on the sprint. Mm, there's a great video. Pouring rain at EIT, yeah. Check out the climb by Matt Ogden on YouTube. Yeah, I think he, Matt, I think Matt had the song before he had the the footage. I think it was like the footage he was hoping for to make that video. Yeah. But yeah, we've been pretty well supported. And then there was that world, that 2013 World Cup year. Where, it's too many yeah. to name, really, isn't it? Yeah, there? you got your likes here, your Matthias Muller's. Well, yellow singer winner that year. Yeah. Um, Tui Lassen Watt Sprint Medalist 2014 Yannick yeah, just took out the last World Cup in yeah. Switzerland Sprint yeah. uh, one of the fastest runners in the he's quick in the yeah, yeah really gushed about how quick he was yeah and then the girls you know we had you just weeded she ran the first day but then she had to had to move on down the country but you know we had we had her there Finland Niemi she, she took it out mm. you know and, and it's not like you know uh, <laughs> Venla, well now Venla, how are you? Yeah, how she's um, you know, sixteenth in the world, her world ranking. She's got a silver medal and four bronze medals at world champs. So, you know, pretty, big pretty strong runner to have there. Probably yeah. another big name um, who ran a few stages, Mina Kalpi. Yeah, was at Sprint the Bay twenty thirteen. Yeah, was she, she, not? she ran the first day as well. Mm. Oystein was there too. Yeah, um, Austin's been a few years. Well, he was two thousand eleven. Yeah, he's, he's come yeah. back. He's come back. Actually, that was he's been. Yeah, I don't know how we could could have missed it. Austin there. I'm um, sure I've already seen a few comments from Austin on Facebook that he'll be back in twenty twenty. Yeah. Maybe is he? He's pretty pushing forty now, isn't he? No. Is he no, not? No, he's not. No, geez, no, he's not going to come down. You say that sort of thing. He's born in oh nineteen eighty one, so thirty eight. Thirty eight. Yeah. Pretty close. It'd be, well, hey, he might be a contender for... Two silver medals, though, at World Champs. Mm. One in a relay and one in a mixed sprint relay. I mean, how good would it be to add a sprint the bay singlet to that mix? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm actually looking on the World of O um, mm. stats here, and sprint it's the actually bay. not a section for the sprint the bay gold medalists. Maybe we'll have to hit up Yarn. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's... I'm sure Yarn will be listening. Probably a clerical era. But, yeah, so you... The big thing here is you've got to get your entry fee in. Uh, sorry, entry. entry in. Oh, and the fee, preferably. Yeah. But get your entry in because um, you know it's it's an uh, event that is attended by some some pretty pretty big names in the orienteering world. Hey, and maybe this time in a couple of years we could be talking about you on this podcast. Imagine if the podcast is still going in a couple of years. Jeepers. <laughs> Would be a bit old and decrepit by then. <laughs> so. That's just Sprint the Bay Tower for this week. We've, I've already got one lined up for the, for the next podcast. Oh, how exciting. Well. Can't wait. Yeah, no, that one. That one's actually, yeah, it's it's something that happened. Not many people no know one, about that it. No one actually mm. really knew about. Um, and we, we must have held a pretty strong poker face that day. Um, when we look back on it, it's, yeah, some sort of fly by the seat of your pants stuff. So that's oh. next Sprint the Bay Tower. But now we can move on. I guess we'll move on to a bit of our news. Yeah. Yes, like we said, Oceania over the last 10 days or so over in New South Wales and Victoria in Aussie. Yeah, it's, I mean... Looked pretty bloody good, didn't it? Oh, hats off to the, the coverage mm-hmm. um, for for us sad people who had to stay at home in New Zealand. Couldn't go have a week in Australia and, and do some pretty epic looking orienteering. Mm. I, 
at one stage it was the Australian school's long distance day. Oh, that was Sitting good day. at the desk, talking on the group chat with Devon um, and Matt Ogden and looking at the, the course. And we just I just thought the course setting was superb that day and the mm. coverage, the terrain and, and just the, the challenging legs, the, the vagueness and the, and the oh, I just it was, it was great to see, I think. Gushing. I think, yeah, I said to you that it's so cool that the they're giving this kind of coverage and this kind of these kind of courses to the school's kids, you know. Mm. Um, I imagine both of when both of us were at school, we would love to have been on TV, uh, yeah. broadcast back home and had GPS trackers and that sort of thing. Um, and it's just really cool that the kids are getting these opportunities so early in their orienting career and just really preparing them for what's to come with the likes of Jaywalk. So when they get to Jaywalk, they're not scared of cameras in the forest or wearing a yeah. GPS vest because, you know, that thing is pretty scary. And I think that, that Australian schools competition and the New Zealand schools team that we've sent in the past has been so key in the development of our junior NTS and perhaps, like, the reason why it's, you know, continued to improve and get stronger because there's, that more, there's more competition to make that team because that trip, not so much just their own turn, but the actual trip itself is just so desired to go on for these juniors. Like, it's such a great time. And, mm. uh, you know, looking back, you know, Jaywalk's great, but some of those school trips are where, where my sort of fondest orienteering memories kind of lie. I mean, from Simon Yeager throwing a, a deck chair at a ceiling fan in Perth to, you know, me, Matt Ogden, and, and I think Gene taking out the relay in, in Victoria. Like, it's... It's where friendships cool, are forged. Yeah, some pretty cool orienteering memories. Um, mm-hmm. And and that talk gets back pretty quick to the others. Oh, yeah. And that's why there's such demand. And it's so cool to see that we've now got two New Zealand teams going. Mm. Uh, it's just, it's a, well, 40 New Zealand kids over there this year. That's crazy. Yeah. 40. 4 and, zero. And, it, and it's developing the depth, but it's also developing the skills for those guys to adapt to this different kind of terrain mm-hmm. and work out what parts of their technique can be used everywhere um, yeah and what parts they also need to improve on you know what they're lacking yeah and and i think we could see that in the in the gps tracking some days as well you know um definitely but yeah like any sport there's there's always armchair supporters and, and we armchair critics as yeah, well yeah yeah oh, supporters constructive <laughs> yeah when you're yeah. abusing your uh, tv screen because someone's going the wrong way down a spur yeah, well, it shows like even what ten years on, like there's some passion there for the schools team, and win at all costs, and, mm. and don't miss punch in a relay. I think were the two big ones. So, yeah, but the, I can hear it ringing in my head now. <laughs> but the competition was great to watch. Um, yeah, for sure. And oh, and okay. well done, Tim. And unfortunate maybe for the Kiwis, though the elite test match missing out overall for the year by one mm. point. Um, I think it's maybe down to the, the quality of the field where we were able to get over there and maybe some of our top runners not able to make it for both weekends. Yeah, um, uh, I mean, I wasn't able to make it for either. It's unfortunate um, you couldn't make it, Duncan. Yeah, yeah. But we really no, needed you to pull I, through, but... Yeah, I know what you're saying. And, and then, um, you know, Matt Ogden seemed to be over there to get his money for... He just know, really wanted to spend a lot of time in the forest. For he, told, he, told, he said that Warren's course was so good, he just wanted to spend as much time as he could on it. Yeah. I think actually his direct words were, um, you know you're a has-been when Aston Key comes through you at a great rate. He did say that. Aston Key, probably be at Sprinter Bay. Oh, I've already heard that he will be there, so. But in terms of the the competition itself, um, you know, we've missed out overall across the year by one point. Um, And traditionally, you know, we, we sort of dominated at Queen's Birthday in New Zealand terrain and they dominated in Australia, so quite a good way that it's sort of over the two um mm. and although i think we're not you know we can roll them i think you know if we focus on them it's, it's something we can do um in terms of the the results themselves yeah do we want to maybe briefly touch we could go back to last weekend of the relays we couldn't didn't cover that in the last potty no well well we left we left before the oceania relay and australian long distance champs Mm. Um, the Aussie long was a very interesting it looked pretty it looked like a pretty amazing map and the same map that they use for the relay uh, lots of rocks pretty steep in parts quite vague as well yeah looks like bloody good fun to me yeah, yeah once again pretty jealous there um, in the junior elite grades there you saw 
well, and, and, the, and the men's especially, the Australians dominated, you know, their top five were all from Australia, and then we had the best New Zealander, Oliver Regan, coming in at sixth. Mm. But in the women's 20, in the long, we had a, a Kiwi take it out, Tess Burns. Yeah, um, maybe a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, well, she's got she's a few bloody. more years left in that 20s She too. does. She's and only 18, so. Or not seven, no, not even 17. I was going to say, not a big one. Nine second victory, um, which is, you know, that's pretty tight over you know, 50 minutes of racing. Mm. Um, it's a bit strong run there for Tessa, Burns, a couple of Aussies, um, Zoe Malhoush and Ella Cuthbert. Katie Corey Wright coming in at fourth there. Um, maybe a little bit off the pace yeah yeah I mean strongest 20s runner we've New Zealand's had in the last few years so yeah well well it's good to see the new the new car coming through as Katie moves out of juniors this year her last junior year so and then you've got you know Brianna Steven Kai Jorgensen Kai's got many years left yeah so you've got quite a few coming through there and they they were all in the top 10 so Mm. some good running um, great to see and then the men's elite Simon Uphill taking it out by two minutes and he's he's, he's very good in oh. Australian well he's, he's very good everywhere I remember but... I was saying in my first Aussie schools back in 2012 I remember Simon Uphill was the one taking it all out and he's still going strong seven years later yeah no he's uh, definitely and, and a pretty damn good field there as well um, yeah definitely I think yeah Brody... you got guys like Matt Doyle has jailed experience Brody Nankervis Gene was there Gene Beveridge Will Gardner the the Brit was over there as well. So Matt Crane a, as well. A pretty pretty damn strong field there. Um, so Simon Elpool taking that one out over Matt Doyle. So, and the, and then the women's elite, good to get a win. Lizzie, Lizzie Ingham. For second win of many. On her way back from um, Norway, I believe. Yeah, I think she's going. She's coming to China, which we'll talk about soon. But yeah, yeah. and then and then back, back to New Zealand Kiwiland. to acclimatise and get ready for Sprint the Bay. Is what it's all about the preparation. Here. Yeah, but you know, a five-minute victory over the Evergreen Natasha Key um, and Crystal Newman taking third there. Imogen just missing out on that that top three and back and forth place there. So. It was the Australian long, and like you said, the next day was on the same terrain. Um, the relays. For the relays. One, only one win for the Kiwis in the relays in the elite grades, unfortunately. Uh, only the woman taking the win with Hamilton Scott running first leg, uh, Lara Molloy in second, and then Lizzie Ingham on the third leg, bringing it home, going from two minutes down to run the Kiwis into a three-minute lead. So pretty impressive from Lizzie on that last leg. Yeah, and the, the New Zealand men, maybe not quite what they were, were hoping for. Yeah, perhaps. Um, uh, Jane wasn't too far back on the first leg. Yeah. Five, five four minutes. That's. I don't think Gene would have been overly happy with no. that, though. You know, he fancies himself in a relay. and, and Matt, Matt Doyle taking the fast lead. Matt Doyle, I believe. No, no, so Simon Uphill. Oh, Simon Uphill. Yeah, and that Doyle brought it home for the for the team. Oh. Who was the first back from ACT? Martin Dent. Martin he Dent. The, he was the first back. He was the first back on that first yeah, league. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, see, initials. That's right, it went wrong. Very good runner. Yes. Martin. But then the wheel, wheels came off a little bit on the second league yeah, for the New Zealand team. For, yeah, well, I mean, well, maybe they were off to begin with. You know, we were four minutes down after league one. It's, it's always pretty hard to call that back in a relay. Cam Delisle there, another, you know, six minutes slower than Gene. And then Tommy, um, you know, once again, a little bit off the Australian's pace. And I don't think it's so much from the fitness or anything like that. I think it's just the terrain is quite different. Turning yeah. up over there after. I think Tommy also ripped his map when he pulled it off the fence and he didn't have control eight on it. So he just took a compass bearing into no man's land and found it. Oh, dear. Oh dear, yeah. So that'll do it. That that will do it. I mean, probably not the result they were after, but um, yeah. be interesting. Maybe if uh, the likes of uh, Tim Robinson and Matt Ogden were there in the team, how they might have gone. Yeah, yeah. Or they might have mispunched. You, just don't you know. never know. Yeah. And then the juniors, um, yeah, ACT pretty strong there. They took that out in the junior elite. They actually beat the Australian Bush Rangers side. So, pretty impressive. Yeah, Ryan Stocks. He's 
He's had a pretty good carnival over there. Stock he, has um, risen. He, <laughs> yeah, you can use that, Dev. Um, Thanks, but man. you know he he coming in came in first, sorry, on that first leg, and and they really just pushed through. The best New Zealand team was obviously the Pine Stars back and forth. Um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit sad to see. Yeah, good four minutes, four minutes forty-five down. So, I mean, the top four within four minutes, well, top five within five minutes of each other. It's you know, it's still pretty. Pretty tight. Pretty tight, really. Mm. Um, and in the woman, Australian taking that out. New Zealand second there, though, and not much in that. No, it was very she tight. I remember watching it live on the TV yeah. screen. Um, yeah. yeah, pretty pretty tight indeed. Brianna Steven, she tried to claw it back on Tara Malhuch. Yeah, it's a little bit too much time lost, it looks like. Not to be. Well, well actually, only, ten, only is, is, 12 seconds lost on the first league to the leading team. So. Oh, no, there's, there was no big time losses there. I mean... All those times, of, you know, late forties, early forty ones for mm. for the New Zealand and the Australian teams. So tidy navigating, tight orienteering. Yeah, then we mentioned the schools a little bit um, with the long and how great that was. They also had a sprint and a relay in there. Um, yeah, both pretty interesting races. Tossed yeah, up, tossed the, up a few sprint, interesting results. Of, yeah, the sprint sort of typical school campus. Yeah, um, and yeah, I mean. It's a, a sprint at a schools competition can always throw up some interesting, you know, results. Yeah, I think often at schools age, um, people that are good in longs and people that are good in sprints are, can be quite different. Yeah. Um, not maybe as similarly placed as in, in the elite grades. Yeah. Then they went into the, the long distance, which was pretty cool. Yeah, we, 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 we talked about it earlier on, didn't we? Yeah. How cool it was. I really wish I was running. But, uh, yeah. I'm a little bit old now. Yeah, already already gushed a bit about that, but some, some pretty awesome terrain there. Yeah. Um, and some just quickly going through Dante Afton continuing that pretty good skills competition. He took that out after his second place the day before. Um, Tristan Miller and Blake Ryan bought uh, rounding up second the top third. three there. Interesting in fourth place, Ethan Shabot moving up for the Kiwis. Yeah. Uh, maybe a run. bit of a surprise Kiwi performance there for Ayrton. He is yeah. a very good runner. He just needs to put it together on the day, and obviously he did. Yeah, because the next best Kiwis were, took the positions between 11 and 14. Tom Harding, Roden Lee, Patrick Hayes. Well, Tids were maybe a more fancied New Zealand runners. That yeah, was, well, might have been further up there. But. Well, coming undone on the first control, yeah. unfortunately, and I think just coming to a bit of the heat, a bit of uh, dehydration. Yeah, which is interesting because Will's favourite quote is hydration is key so yeah obviously something distracting his focus you would imagine mm. um, but yeah most of the Kiwi senior boys up in the top half senior girls no podiums for the New Zealanders just because ACT took out the top three again just they rearranged their order slightly giving everyone a turn at winning mm. only but, two um, seconds off though yeah not far away you got, um, oh sorry not two seconds no, it's a minute uh, you got Penelope Salmon, Tessa Burns, and Cara Bradding, the New Zealanders, 4th, 5th, and 6th. Mm. Pretty strong. Kai, 9th. Jess, 11th. Kyla Raywood, 13th. So, you know, once again, New Zealanders in the top half of the field. Great point score. I think um, we, were def- we were definitely 1 2 at the end of the second day. Yeah, well, the junior boys as well doing their bit, 4th and 5th there, Zephyr and. Zephyr and Felix, and then and the junior girls, um, Emily coming in, Emily Hayes, and it's sixth. Um, the junior girls, maybe not as strong as the other grades that day. For the yeah, I heard Emily was pretty upset with her run. She was running pretty well and then made a few mistakes towards the end, and uh, her brother, Tommy Hayes, says that, said that she was a little bit furious towards uh, after the finish. Yeah. That's good, though. That's some passion for her run. Oh, you for know, sure. you wanna, if you can, you can harness that, you're away, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Um, and then that took us on to the relays, which, uh, you know, they're, they're a great day on the schools competition, you know, the, the school fever. A lot, of, a lot of nerves flying around on those relay days, though. Yeah. A lot and, of pressure. No miss punches. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Miss punches, you lose points. It makes, it's, you don't have a B team. It makes mm. it pretty hard to get those points. And it looks like uh, New Zealand, Karahiwi, taking out the senior boys, running Lee, Eton Shadbrook, Tom Harding. Um, so they took that one out 59 seconds over ACT and New Zealand um, rounding out the top three there so New Zealand teams first and third you know, pretty, pretty strong performance there yeah yeah it was it was a very strong performance and they'll be, they'll be happy with that senior girls New Zealand Karahiwi taking that out um, and then 
the New Zealand Hararua team miss punching. Yeah. yeah. Fairly unfortunate. Yeah. Criminal to miss punch in a relay, but... Yeah. And then junior boys, NZ Hararua coming in second behind New South Wales in first. And then um, Karahiwi a miss punch. So another one. Yeah, I think... Oh, obviously two miss punches, one for each yeah. uh, team. So maybe contributing... Yeah. To the overall result. Yeah, well, well, one for each team, so it sort of evened out a little bit, didn't it? it did. Between the two New it Zealand did. teams. And then junior girls, after not a great day in the individual, first and second in the relay, so good on them. Karahiwi first, Harua second. And that's how the overall points ended up as well, I believe. Um, Karahiwi mm-hmm. taking out the um, Australian schools versus New Zealand teams challenge there. NZ Harua in at second, and New South Wales obviously coming in at third. But. Um, New South Wales taking out the, just the Australian States versus Australian States competition for the first time in... I don't remember. Over 20-odd years, I think the stat was. That's really, it's interesting out. to see because this New South Wales runners in the senior grades perhaps weren't as strong as the as ACT and the girls, obviously, uh, and maybe... Yeah, but um, it's, it's that thing. It's not just the top. It's, no, it's, it's just solid depth. point scores the whole yeah. way along, making sure you don't have those missed punches. I think their junior, their junior boys really, really put in a good work and had a strong relay and uh, also some strong individual performances as well. Yeah. So yeah. maybe some good juniors coming through from New South Wales. Yeah. Good but, to see New Zealand though continue oh, yeah. the tradition of bringing that trophy home. Yeah. So. Despite having split teams. Yeah. No, it's, I think it's it's great for for the states. I mean, were, the points were a lot closer than they are in some mm-hmm. years um, and great for the New Zealanders. So all around good for everyone. We yeah, you think continue. it was a success, the this, this splitting? I, I'd say so. I haven't heard much feedback from mm. people on the ground, but I'd say that the people would be pretty happy with that. Do we cover the, the final event of the schools, the party, or should we just skip straight to the weekend? I haven't heard any rumours there. but oh, I've, heard sure a few. I've heard a few, but I won't name any names. Yeah, I think that's going to be dealt with. We'll get the press release at some stage. Anyway, Oceania Long Champs. How good was this terrain? It was a bit of amp, bit of bit of froth coming from Warren Key pre this race. Worth uh, it though. Kangaroo worth it. crossing. I'm just looking at the map now, I mean yeah. you've got you got your rock, you got your green, you got your steep hills, you got your vague contours. It's like the perfect long distance terrain. I think and, so. And it was you know, the perfect long distance race for Brody Nankovis taking out the men's elite Oceania championships by a whopping two minutes forty. Whopping, you reckon? Ah. After 100 minutes of running? That's, yeah. <laughs> and Maybe not still quite pretty, whopping, Still pretty close. Pretty impressive. Gene Beveridge in there at second. Mm-hmm. Um, flying the New Zealand flag. Matt Crane, third. Um, Aston Key, fourth. Couple of Brits. Will Gardner, Pete Hodgkinson in fifth and sixth. Um, what about at 29th? And yeah, 29th? Was he? 25th. 25th, oh. Matthew Ogden, just... Just beaten by Chicken Man uh, from Hong Kong was Matt Ogden. Uh, was just edged out by him by about eight seconds there. But a long time in the forest there for Matt, three hours and four minutes. We hope to catch up with Matt at some stage on this potty, and we might just have to delve into what happened. What happened there? Well, I, we, we, I, think I heard, I heard two things. Point. I heard two things from Matt. He said, my feet and the heat. And he just kept complaining about his shoes. Three things. Three things. It was feet, heat, and just wanted to be in the forest for as long as possible because yeah. it was just amazing terrain. Just really nice. I think it just, especially the course from Warren. I think he was raving about, you know, a good mix of short legs and long legs. Looking at the map, um, bit of a beastly long leg to number twelve after the arena run through. Yeah. I also heard that the very wide route choices that a lot of guys took up to the north of the road. Warren said that you know people weren't. He didn't expect anyone to go that far, but. Yeah, well, when you're tired, you look for the easiest route, and obviously that was that. Well, Matt, Matt running a lot straighter than the rest of the field, apart from maybe Aston, who went a little bit closer, but um, interesting interesting route choice. And, yeah, some very interesting results on that league too. Yeah. Uh, mix. And then the woman, Lizzie Ingham, with a dominating performance, nine-minute win over S- Natasha Key, and then Grace Crane taking out third there. But excellent run by Lizzie. Quite unbeatable, you would say. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Her K rate um, was was good enough for top ten in the men. So some pretty it's strong running from Lizzie. Not messing around faster no. than Melton. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, well, to put it in, her K rate was 9 minutes 43 per K. Matt Ogden's was 13 minutes 23, so... She did have only have, you know, 90 minutes running. Matt had three hours. Oh, he could have had 90 if he won. That's true. Uh, in the junior elite, Katie Corey Wright um, showing, you know, she's still got it with a five-minute win um, over Zoe and, and then Michaela Cooper in third there. Tessa Burns, another strong long-distance performance there in at fourth. Mm. Um, that's good from her. Yeah, I think this terrain definitely suiting Katie's style. Maybe not the fastest runner out there, but can hold together on the, in the navigating server. And then the junior men... Um, Top three all Australians, Patrick Miller, Alastair George and Angus Haynes. Will Tidsville, Ronan Lee, a couple of Hawks Bay teammates there coming in fourth and fifth. But uh, the rest Notably. of the New Zealanders um, a bit further down a little the pack. bit further down. So. Yeah, notably Aston Key, obviously still a junior. a um, couple of Jayhawk medals this year, you know, in the long uh, decided to run up, didn't he? Decided to run in the elites and almost almost looked like he was running away with the victory until probably the last, you know, 20 minutes of the race and he just sort of came a bit undone yeah, uh, so struggling a bit with injuries Asana's and can't quite run those long long distances yeah and um, I think I think that's something also you, you do get a little bit with age too mm. you know you get the, the K's in your legs and you're able to actually run a bit better there so oh, you know, Brody Nankurve's a bit of an old man now got yeah. those K's in the legs yeah exactly and then and then the middle distance the last event which you know we were still holding out some hope for our our um a good friend of the show, Matt Ogden, but wasn't once to be. again, wasn't to be. Started off like a bull out of the gate. Yeah, but, but just, Control yeah. 7, a bit of a mistake. Yeah. He reckons that it was uh, some some construction on the hill or something, but probably just uh, just an excuse by the sound of things. Yeah, no, we'll just we'll gla- we'll glaze over, over that. There. But Peter Hodgkinson, the Brit, came out for the mm. competition and he took it out, so good running there. minute quicker than Aston Key. Pretty good for a junior elite to come in at second there. And yeah. Will Gardner, another Brit, coming into third. Um, best New Zealander, Jane Beveridge, in at seventh. Um, but, yeah, shows Peter, you know, he's, he's, he's been around the orienteering scene for a while and mm-hmm. a pretty strong performance from him. Definitely. The women's yeah. elite, uh, no surprises there. Lizzie Ingham, another commanding win over... Bridget Anderson, Belinda Lawford in at third. Good, strong run from Lara Malloy in, in at fourth there. Yeah, good to see another Kiwi up there and around in women's elite. It's been maybe a little while. Um, yeah. So maybe Lara will be putting her sights on walk in a few years. Well, Probably she's... a long, a long walk, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Keep our eyes peeled. She'll be at Sprint Bay for sure, you'd imagine. No doubt, maybe we'll hear from her there. Junior woman, another three-peat for the ACT girls, Zoe, Caitlin and Tara. Best New Zealand of the year. Was Marina? Sorry, best New Zealander was Marina there, and yes. fifth. So, um, and then well, we had New Zealanders fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. Just couldn't quite do it up to the podium, could they? No, but still pretty, pretty solid, yeah. solid performances there. And in the junior men, we weren't so great. You know, best. Well, actually, no, I skipped over and then Scott Smith, third. Yeah. third. Mm. Uh, Alistair George is Australian taking it out of Patrick Miller but yeah some good running and that sort of rounds out the Oceania yeah I think you can sort of take away especially from those those junior grades that it's just been a good mix of people up on the podium um, so nice, obviously the ACT girls running very well um, the Kiwi girls having a few chances to shine um, yeah mix of Kiwi girls up there and then some others as well and then the junior boys um, whole mix of people from all over the show uh so it just shows the depth and the competitiveness in that junior field um, of how they, yeah, anyone can be on the podium if it's their day. Mm, yeah, exactly. But I guess that's junior and juniors and, oh, yes. and any sport. It, it, yeah, when you don't have the experience, so the unpredictability is a little bit more right up there. More present. I'm sure we'll see some of that in the fight for the white sunglet at Spring the Bay 2020. Yeah. Miss punches creeping in, big mistakes, big blowouts that all can happen. Coming up to that queen stage, oh, they'll be naked. And lastly, probably should touch on this World Cup coming mm-hmm. up. Very, very soon, probably too soon for me, um, to be fair. I need a little bit more time to train, but... Oh, you can't count yourself out too early, but yeah, World Cup in China, as we sort of touched on, it's going to be pretty exciting. Um, China's entry into the World Cup there, and... and three races a, a middle a sprint relay and a sprint mm. 
It's some pretty interesting terrain. I hear a rumor that one of the terrains is an old movie set. Yeah, or well, the sprint relay is set around an old movie set. So you got the old sort of movie town sort of vibe, you know, fake buildings and that sort of thing. Could that's, be a bit of fun. That's going to be outstanding. Um, I think even just outstanding to watch on yeah, the cameras. Yeah, I us. can imagine there'll be some pretty decent coverage. I'm not sure. I mean, the time zones should work not too bad for New Zealanders yeah. being in, in Asia, being a few hours yeah. behind there. Be... Probably work quite well. It might be after work, in fact. Yeah, be ideal. Well, work's even ideal because you're getting paid to watch it. So That's true. But, yeah. As long as your work doesn't block the live stream. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, no, it, it's, it starts off with the middle distance and... and uh, terrain sort of described as some mountainous parkland um, with yeah. areas of some small developed villages and parklands so um, I think it's going to be quite an urban forest yeah just looking at the maps in the foot that they've provided it looks like it's a lot of tracks a lot of tracks um, they have some, some paths fair bit of green stripe fair bit of green on there so no doubt know. some bamboo or something vibrant you know exotic like that yeah yeah, some rice Imagine fields. that. Who knows? I don't know. Not just your typical deciduous pine. China. Um, <laughs> I don't imagine there's many deciduous pine trees around. No? Normally, it's a bit evergreen, but that's that's cool. Um, but looking on the on the terrain there, the, the men have got 5.6k or 350 metres climb, so it's not going to be flat. Um, no. And I don't imagine that running straight to everything is going to be the key there. Well, I think Matt would. Yeah. And then woman's got 4.9. So who's the, the New Zealand team competing, Tim? So we've got three men and three women. And the men, we have Tim Robson, of course, heading over. He's been to China a few times, so he's a bit practiced in this kind of thing. Uh, and then also Tommy Hayes, New Zealand Joe sprint medalist from a few years ago. He's been training pretty hard. He was at WAC this year as well. Uh, and then myself rounding out those three guys. So maybe not quite the Palmares of those other two, but... Oh look, it's it's I'll be there, so. It's it's what you how good you are on the day. So oh, I'm just gonna, I'm I'm just sure gonna smash them. An outstanding trip. Um, yeah, and then on the woman, we've got uh, Lizzie again back from her five golds at Oceania. If you if you include the Australian long distance, yeah, it's pretty um, also over. backed up by sister of Tim, Laura Robinson, also mm-hmm. multiple time singlet winner at Sprint the Bay, I believe, pink singlet winner. Indeed. Uh, and also running quite well on the sprints this year so far that they've had. Uh, and then maybe one that we haven't seen for a while, Alice Tilly, is back for China. Yeah, the girl with the hat. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Maybe she'll bring the hat back for China. Yeah, it was always her go-to as a junior. So, But yeah, it's it's quite a cool, cool wee team that, that's going over there and, and flying the New Zealand flag. And, mm. and, and speaking of team, the next day after that middle that we're talking about is the sprint relay at the Nahai. Nanhai, sorry, movie and TV town. Just looking here at the distances, you know, you got 3.3 for the woman, 3.9 for the men. So yeah. pretty decent length. It must be pretty flat out running in places. Interesting Look part here, 18 controls over 4 kilometres, so obviously some longer legs, mm. maybe not so many tight maybe legs. quite typical of the sprint relay, I think. Yeah. They generally have a few longer legs in there to really stretch sh- the runners out. The competitors yeah. out there, so. um, with the forkings as well and that sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be one of the stronger um, sprint relay teams I think the New Zealanders maybe Maybe the strongest. Yeah, as long as... I mean, two jogs from It's medalists. a little bit unknown what condition everyone's in. You know, Tim was a bit... Off, off, off at World Cup. At the World Tim Cup always flops it out when he needs to, though. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see. And then the last one, the individual sprint. Um, and that's that's on some pretty cool township-looking terrain. Mm. Um, ancient villages with traditional and modern architecture, uh, according to the description here. So yeah, and I think if you, you hear traditional ancient village, you might think of those European villages... But it's definitely not quite the same as those. It's a lot tighter, uh, a lot of little buildings as well, a lot of little shanty town shacks, perhaps. Uh, and I've heard some interesting stories from Tim about previous China parkour tour sprint races. Apparently, they'd bring in buses to the villages and bus all of the people in the village out. So then you just have this abandoned village and you go run a sprint race there. That's pretty impressive. Like it, it, you're almost like looking at photos from past parkwood tours there and things it seems mm. like their own tears are almost treated as celebrities as on their on their trips through so it, yeah, it'll tim, be quite a cool experience for the team and, and i look forward to following it from afar yeah yeah tim's definitely raved about china his trips in the past and he says that it's 
yeah, definitely one a highlight for sure for his year every year, getting over there and running those parkour tour races. And wow. yeah, being able to bring the whole World Cup field pretty much now, it's yeah. going to be really interesting to see. Well, I mean, highlight over the last five years, obviously, because Sprint the Bay hasn't been there. Yeah, since exactly. Him, but yeah. Um, I mean, walk sort of walk just doesn't really cut yeah. it. A walk middle just doesn't really cut it these days. Nah, obviously not. But uh, looking at looking at some of the teams here, some of the runners that are going to be there, um, looks like Australia is sending a pretty decent contingent. Yeah. yeah. Probably most interesting of those to see would be Aston Key offers yeah. Jaywalk gold medal in the sprint. Yeah, and he's running pretty he well. As we see Brody Nankivis though, he's going to be there. Oceania sprint runs. champion. Yeah. Um, looking at some other countries though, um, you've got. The Austrians, you know, they got a full set of uh, of men running. Some notable people there, you know, Robert Mill, Gerner, Yimsen, who used to be Gerner Kirschbaumer, mm-hmm. actually is Sprint Bay. Bay. Yeah, yeah. Um, looking through Yannick Michels, he's going to be there from from Belgium. Um, very strong runner there. He'll be obviously. He'll be a bit fresher though. He'll be targeting that because um, he doesn't have a team for the sprint relay, so he'll obviously mm. be targeting those two individual races. Good to see China's actually got a team of. Um, you got a full team, twelve and twelve. Yeah. Twelve men, twelve women. Twelve men, twelve women. Biggest team that's going to be there. Yeah, um, and it'll be interesting to see how Yan Wang gets on. Uh, she's one of the the favourites there out of the Chinese girls, um, just edging out Wu Fei in the most recent uh, training competition they had. So be good to see their progress mm. women's and men's from czech republic both very strong you've got vortec growl the winner of the most recent world cup mm, of course um he's going to be there and then you've got um teresa yaniskova yaniskova yeah she yeah and she was she was in the the knockout final second place I think so, yeah. In, in Switzerland there, mm. so very good runner. And also, um, can't miss Vingula Horkachova, a sprint the bay competitor mm. as well. There you go. And actually, um, we might have led us everyone down the wrong path a little bit um, when we were talking about Maya Elm, but she's actually going to be there in China. Oh, there you go. So uh, she'll be great to watch from the Danish perspective. Maybe she'll stop Tove from winning every World Cup. World Cup race this year. But be good to see. Yeah, you know, she's been out of our interim for a little bit. It's not always as easy as think coming straight back in. So how many walk pedals did we say? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, five in the individual sprint. Mm, so hard to hard to argue with that. Finland sending another full team there. Twelve. Uh, um, nine, nine, I think. Sorry. Nine of each. Is it not? No, twelve. Nine, sorry. Yeah. Oh, eight. Something like that anyway. Yeah, but some, some some good names in there and the finisher always always gonna be strong. Mm-hmm. Um and the French sending a, a pretty pretty full contingent Stacked. of men, Frederick Trochond, Luca Bassett. A couple of those boys coming to Sprint Bay. Yeah, exactly. Um and they'll have a pretty strong sprint relay team as well there. Um, with Asia Bissett, um, you know one of the one of the leading women runners now. So what medalist last year? Great Britain got a decent sized team there of men, six men, three. Yeah, it'll be women. interesting to see how the GB guys go after their pretty good performances over in um, yeah, in Switzerland. Chris, well, Chris Jones second. Yeah, he's not on the starting list. He's not running for China. So, oh, yeah. but Peter Hodgkinson, Rough Street, uh, Will Gardner, yeah. Johnny Crickmore, they're all there. Um, yeah, so some some pretty decent names going to be turning up. Um, and looking through some teams further down our list here, obviously the, the New Zealanders, some stunning profile photos of the New Zealanders. If you get a chance, go up on the on the IOF's website page there about the, the upcoming event. And Tommy Hayes has got a different shade of red here. Devin Beckman looks about 12, and Tim Robertson's got a cheeky smile. So, um, some good profile photos there. Mm. But yeah, we've already previewed them. Obviously, favourites for the sprint relay. Norway, another strong team. Oystein going to be there for another sprint. Casper Fosser, maybe not quite his kind of competition, but. Uh, Still ran pretty well in Switzerland in the sprint. He has some pretty awesome talent, that guy. He's got nice abs, too. <laughs> All right. 
each to their own there. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I scroll down the country, I'm, I'm really, uh, the Russians, you always can't write them off, but the country I'm really, really looking forward to, to having a look at is Sweden and Switzerland. But yeah, Sweden first up. They got a, a big team, eight guys going out. Mm-hmm. Emil Spinks, Jörg LaSalle, Martin Regborn, all pretty notable sprinters. And then Gustav Bergman, Alvin Ritterfield, and, and the, the rest of the team, they're excellent orienteers in their own right. But they, you know, those first three guys, some pretty good sprinters. And in the woman, obviously, Tove, who just dominated the World Cup this year. So um, I think that'll be, that'll be pretty tough to beat in the sprint relay. Um, Sweden, no. Maybe the, te- the team below them. The next guys to come along will be just as hard, though. Switzerland. Mm. Nine guys going and eight girls, so obviously cashing a bit of this Nazi gold to pay the airfares over. And we got Yoi Hadorn off some pretty impressive performances yeah. at World Cup. Yeah, I think he'll definitely be one to watch. <coughs> um, bit of a sprint specialist, bit of a running machine, uh, as proven in those last World Cup races, and I think there's going to be space for some fast running especially in the well i mean in all races but middle distance is going to be fast on those paths and maybe that sprint relay as well the sprint relay. imagine being having the problem of being the swiss coach and trying to pick your sprint relay team when you got the likes of Joha Dorn, florian Hovard, both the kibbutz brothers matthias and andreas both the hubman brothers and andreas's last uh world cup race i believe before, it, reti- before retiring yeah it just adds more and more layers to this competition it wouldn't be easy and, and even putting putting your your two women into the top team who do you pick you know Simone Abbasol you got Lena Roos yeah, Serena Yenza Paul Gross Savina Houseworth that is just stacked that's, that's a stacked team um, and like I said the Swedish would be hard to beat but even harder would be the Swiss you'd imagine so a good World Cup to watch and and We'll be keeping our eyes out watching you over there, Dev, so best of luck. Oh, cheers. Yeah, I'll be spreading the word of Sprint the Bay, getting it out there, getting as many top-quality guys over for the end of January to enjoy maybe, some Hawks Bay summer. Maybe even some, some interviews. So we'll see what we can get from there. But anyway, um, that, that'll that'll wrap up the potty for, for this time around. Um, we, we hope you're enjoying listening. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, share it. Tell your mates. Um, if you rate it, tell your mates, and, and it'd be great to just to grow this thing. We've got some some more ideas to add and, and different sort of segments to, to put in to, to broaden what we cover. So Good to see. Catch you in the next one. <laughs>